are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Before we get into the episode, let me tell you about the live NBA draft show coming up this week with NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me on YouTube at Kuz Ballroom. You can also find me over at Detroit Bad Boys, my articles about the Pistons. And thankfully, thank God today, I'm joined by Bryce to talk about everything Pistons. Uh, we had a big interview over the past weekend with Kay Cunningham speaking to the media. I was fortunate enough to be in there. It was extremely dope. We're going to talk all about that the entire episode, basically. There was a lot of fun stuff that happened in there. But thank God Bryce joined me. For this episode, because if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, uh, you guys you guys will not know what I'm going through right now. So let me tell you real quick before I introduce Bryce and let him plug his stuff. It's currently 88 degrees in my apartment. My AC is completely out. It's not working. It, there's no hope for it. I've tried multiple times, like turn it on, like, okay, maybe it'll kick into gear after an hour. Nope, doesn't work. Every window in the house is open. I'm sitting here dying of heat. I literally have a water bottle. I don't know if you guys can, don't know if you guys can hear it. But I have a water bottle right here that we've kept in the freezer for about 10, like 10, 20 minutes. And I just have it sitting on my forehead as I'm recording right now. I just have it sitting on my forehead to keep me cool because I'm dying of heat. But so thank you to Bryce for coming on here and kind of making this easier on me. Bryce, thank you, man, coming on. Oh, oh absolutely, man. I, I saw you tweeting about it. I was telling you before we started recording, I felt bad. Like, I wish I would have had some advice or something to give you, like, the best thing I have is like, man, go book a hotel room for the night and get out because I'm sure that's miserable for you and your fiance. So like I said, hopefully they get there in the morning, get it fixed up. But man, you're a trooper. You're you're big time for pushing through and going ahead and getting this recorded and out to everybody. No, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It definitely is like, oh, God, it's really hot. <laughs> it's just really hot in here. 88 is hot, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, hot. it's hot, man. It's really hot. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll get into all that. Enough talking, giving me a pity party, I guess. We'll get straight into everything. Uh, hopefully I make it through to the end uh, and we don't need to get a new lockdown Pistons host. But anyways, Kay Cunningham spoke to the media on Friday, I believe it was. Yeah, Friday. He spoke to the media for, I believe it was it really, I think it might've been his first time, like actually talking to like a media session uh, of the off season. I don't want to say it was after his workout, but he was in Detroit, as you guys know, last week for his workout and traveling around uh, the city a little bit, went to a Comerica, uh, Comerica Park for the Tigers game. Uh, apparently, also, I saw a quote today that Bryce, I believe you saw, uh, you said that you watched that whole interview, so maybe you could talk about that a little bit more later on. But apparently, Sadiq Bey was with him as well and, and showed him around. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of interesting quotes from Cade this past Friday. Uh, it was a lot of fun being in there. I loved it. I didn't get to ask a question myself, myself, but it was a ton of fun seeing him, uh, seeing everybody else ask questions and being able to, you know, be a part of that thing. So before we get into it, Bryce, 
Is there any quote that jumped off your face or jumped not your face, jumped off the page uh, and like was like, oh, that's interesting. Or, oh, I really took that, took away uh, that quote. What, was there one like that out there for you? Yeah. So, there, I mean, obviously there was a ton. So as I scrolled back through him, one was uh, he said the NBA player comparisons and he sees the Luca comparison and he said, I can see that. And then he also said Penny Hardaway, Magic, Jason Kidd. I just thought it was interesting kind of the players he named off. Um, and they're kind of their play style and the way they um, played the game. I, I, I think it is, again, just like with anything, it's not the end-all be-all, but I think there is something to who players see themselves at, who they modeled their games after. And so I thought that one was very interesting. That one right there was pretty interesting to me too because like, like me and Bryce have said many times on here, um, I'm not like some big draft scout. I'm not like some. I'm not scouting college guys. I'm really good with like anal- analyzing those guys and figuring out who's going to be the best, whatever, all that kind of thing. But from all the draft guys I follow and and read and everything I've heard about Cade, I feel like a lot of those comparisons were like pretty pretty accurate by Cade to put on himself. I mean, Penny obviously was pretty damn athletic before uh, his his injuries, um, but I feel like a lot of those guys like match what has been said about him. High IQ guys. Uh, able to create for themselves, also really good playmakers. Um, like again, smart guys uh, run the team. Uh, uh, primary ball handlers. I think those were pretty accurate descriptions of himself. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like he was out here saying, "Yeah, I think I'm Michael Jordan." Uh, I like to compare myself to MJ, or like it seems like he was pretty realistic and and is aware of that. It was pretty cool to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it it just I think whenever he says he models his game, is that what do we say? Yeah, models for him were Penny, Magic, and Jason Kidd. What I find interesting about those is maybe not so much Penny, but obviously Magic and Jason Kidd, those were guys that really facilitated for others, right? And then like Magic obviously went and got his buckets and Jason Kidd could score. Obviously Penny could score as well. So I just I think it's telling or really shows and speaks to the fact that he has an all-around game. Yeah, maybe he's not Jalen Green who, you know, projects to be a a big-time scorer, and that's really his one thing. And, you know, somebody else that's just a playmaker, I feel like it kind of speaks to he he wants to have that all-around game. Maybe it's not just predicated on athleticism. It's predicated on, you know, a lot of those guys have good size um, for, for their position, so predicated on that skill level, basketball IQ, some of the things you talked about as well. Yeah, and also stick, sticking with that quote, uh, I also tweeted this. I was tweeting out all the quotes as he was saying them, like I said, I was in the room. So one of the things he said that I like jumped off the jumped off the page for me was when he said, um, yeah, you know, I see a lot of the Luka comparisons, but next year we'll be playing against each other, and I don't really like comparing myself <laughs> to anyone who's around me in age because I'm going, to be, I'm going to be like directly competing against those guys. Like I'm going to be getting compared to those guys. I'm going to be – like competing against them, uh, everyone around my age. And I thought that was pretty cool to hear because I believe me and you talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe even like a month ago, when there was like these quotes floating around when he was like, oh, I want to go against Kawhi. I can't wait for Kawhi to guard me. I can't wait to go against LeBron. I can't wait for LeBron to guard me. Or when he's like, uh, if when J.J. Redick told him, if you're going number one, I don't think you're going to go to the playoffs next year. And he's like, all right, bet. You'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be back here in a year to talk about that one. So like he – it just speaks to how competitive this dude is. And I think that right there is like, I mean, everyone talks about the Mamba mentality. And I, me personally, um, I don't really like saying that anymore because I kind of feel like it's, it gets said too much now. It's kind of 
I can I think it kind of gets like worn down, disrespectful now to Kobe a little bit, especially with his passing. Um, but I, I think that is like something that people like to see from him or from players like that, that kind of competitiveness where it's just like, I want to go after this guy. I want, I want to go directly at this guy. I want this guy to come at me. I want to be able to say, I don't want to be able to say I, I cook this guy on a switch or everything. Like he's talking about, I want him to check me. I want to be able to cook him when he's checking me, like all these kinds of things. I think it's pretty cool to see from how competitive he is as a player. No, absolutely. I think that's one of the things I, one of the reasons I'm so high on him, there's the length and the size and the skill level and the shooting and everything else, all that stuff. But, and and I've never seen him in person. I've never talked to him, but just my impression is he has that killer instinct. He has that mentality of I'm going to step on the floor and I'm going to be the best player. And I think you said like, I want all the smoke, you know, not to go non pistons here, but that was one of the things I loved about Trey young this year in the playoffs was he wanted it. He took, he embraced the moment and he didn't back down. Giannis did it in the finals and whether, you know, you can do it in a humble, humble way, the way Giannis does it. And I think the way it seems like that's how Kate is too. But when you step on the floor, you have to have, have a different switch. I've seen this, um, with guys I played with, you have to have that ultimate confidence. And I think Cade has that. I think he has that swagger. Sometimes it comes off the wrong way with quotes like that. Maybe people don't think he should be speaking that way yet, but I love it. If he's going to be the alpha for this franchise, the franchise, the face of the franchise, I want the face of the franchise to have that kind of confidence and even borderline arrogance. I want that. That's what makes these guys great. Well, speaking of that, Kate XD, I believe, mentioned something about the swagger and the confidence yeah, level yeah. of a city like Detroit and the team and Michigan and everything everything to do with that. And we'll talk about that when we come back 100%. Uh, but before we get into that, let me tell you guys about one of you guys' favorite sponsors, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, Bryce. Well, you kind of before we went to the ad break, you kind of mentioned uh, his swagger and his arrogance to somewhat of an arrogance to him, not even like a bad way. That's like in a good way. Um, and he kind of spoke to that in the interview session he had on Friday. So just I'll go ahead and uh, read this quote to you real quick. So I tweeted this one out. I believe James probably James Edwards or Amari Sankofa probably have a, a the longer quote to it. But this is why I tweeted. I took this one away a lot. He says. I love Detroit. I've been wait. Let me repeat that. I, that came off wrong. <laughs> I love Detroit. I've already been listening to Detroit music way before the draft lottery. I was already hip to the culture in Detroit. I think getting a sports team rolling in the city would be huge. He goes on to say uh, that the city of Detroit has a swag to it that he loves. Underdog, underdog type of mentality. Uh, not just Detroit, but the entire state of Michigan says if he goes to Detroit, he's going to try and represent that swag uh, for as long as he wears the jersey. So. I mean, you kind of hit on that, like you like before we went to the ad break, that he has this like swagger to him. And for me personally, I mean, obviously, if another team had number one overall pick, um, I, he probably would be saying nice things about them too, because he wants to go number one overall pick. I believe I also tweeted out there was a time in the uh, interview when he was like he believes 
that he said out loud. Oh, yeah, right here. He says, I feel like I'm the number one pick. So he flat out said, I, I'd only pick the workout with the Pistons because I believe I'm the number one overall pick. I shouldn't have to go anywhere else. So I'm sure that if he if someone else grabbed it, he would be saying the same things about there too. But I do find it like really fun and interesting and cool that he seems to have like a steady knowledge of the Pistons and Detroit itself, its city, its culture. Uh, I love that he went on to name like multiple Detroit artists that he knows about and like really messes with. Uh, it was kind of funny because in the interview, he almost said like, I really F with Detroit music, but he had to catch himself. He like caught himself. It was like, Oh, I'm, I, I, uh, mess with Detroit music. And he started naming off people like Sada baby, uh, 42, Doug, a few other guys. And then he also mentioned temptations, which when he mentioned temptation, I was like, all right, bro, you got my attention. Cause those, that's not like some current stuff. That's like, that's a little bit of a throwback, I guess. So I, I was like, all right, man, you got, you got my attention with that. But anyways, I think it's really cool that he already like has like a pretty good knowledge of Detroit. He's obviously going to learn a lot about it when he lives here, uh, if they draft him. But the fact that he mentioned like the swagger of Detroit, the underdog mentality that he wants to represent with with that, I think he's already doing a pretty good job of that before he even gets drafted by the Pistons. Absolutely, and I do want to you know emphasize whenever I say that arrogance or that confidence, like I'm saying it in a good way. Again, that's not in yeah. a negative way. You know, in some walks of life, you you don't want to have that, but in professional sports and in a lot of professions you have to have an ego you have to have a confidence um to be successful that's part of it so in no way was that in a negative way but yeah I love it like yeah maybe he's doing it because he knows he's going to be in Detroit and he wants to be a piston because it's the number one pick but even if even if he just went and googled that stuff you know to to be able to say it I think that that's meaningful I think he's shown through the last week of reports and him being in Detroit and this uh, media session that he's excited about being a Detroit Piston and not just a Piston, but living in Detroit, representing the city of Detroit and bringing back some of that swagger, I guess, to the Pistons and the city and the state of Michigan. So like, I feel like he's here for all of it. Like he wants all of it and he's, it's not too big for him. I think he knows what he's getting into and that's, what's exciting. Again, he's not going to shy away from it. So, I mean, everything he said and done looks really, really good to me so far. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I love his attitude. I love the swagger that he's showing already. I think it's like, if it wasn't already a no-brainer before, like, it has to be a no-brainer right now. Like, it just – I saw someone tweeted out – I think it was, like, a ESPN person or some bigger bigger media influence tweeted out, like, if this wasn't already a no-brainer pick, it 100% uh, is a no-brainer after all the things he's saying right now. So, I think I, – obviously, I believe we all think that he's going to be drafted by the Pistons. I can't wait to see him in the Pistons jersey. It's going to be absolutely – so. it's going to be so much fun, and I can't wait to see him, like – in Las Vegas, if I end up going, which, by the way, I if I can't survive this, I don't know how I'm going to survive Las Vegas. <laughs> they have AC in the gyms and the hotels, bro. Like, it's just only the trip from the hotel to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, I mean, for what it's worth, um, I don't know. Personally, I didn't follow this guy before this tweet. Um, I don't know how reliable he is. It says he, he's been featured on Bleacher Report, NBC Sports, Sports Illustrated, Yahoo Sports, CBS Sports, and ESPN Radio. Um, he writes for NBAanalysis.net, which I them right there, they've been they've been uh, elevating a little bit. I don't know, Bryce, if you've seen them at all, but they've been like, trying to make no. a little name. Okay, yeah, no, NBA, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, they've been trying to make a name for themselves. They've had a lot of like reports come out. They've been getting a lot of like so- swing out a lot of uh, sources, telling me uh, stuff. 
Um, and a lot of it, some of them has have actually happened. So I don't know if he's like the best person to take at his word, but this is what he tweeted out uh, today. He said the Rockets are no longer expected to try to trade up for the Pistons number one overall pick, as one source tells Hoops Analysis Net, that Houston loves the idea of adding Jalen Green. Some within the organization want Kay Cunningham, but the price that Detroit would want is way too high to pay. Uh, Bryce, what do you take away from that quote? Yeah, so to plug the Motor City Hoops podcast, if you haven't gone, I had Rod Beard on for um, our most recent episode or my most recent episode, and we talked about this, and we kind of discussed for a few minutes back and forth the different trade things that have been thrown out. And the problem with all of them is none of it makes sense for Detroit until you get to a certain point, and then it seems like it flips all the way the other way where it doesn't make sense for the other team. And I think that's what this has been all along, Koo, is Troy Weaver's doing what a good GM does. He's going to leave it open, and he's going to wait and see if somebody like the Rockets were literally willing to just throw everything to get Cade Cunningham or the Cavs or Oklahoma City or whatever. And you just never know. And it probably was never going to happen. But as a good GM, you you keep all those doors open. And then eventually these teams are going to start to fall out, realizing that they're not willing to pay the price of what it's going to take to get Cade. So it doesn't really surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear this more and more that the Cavs are out, Oklahoma City's out, etc. Yeah, basically me and you have talked about this a lot as well. Um, also, Rod's a really cool guy. Make sure you guys go check out that podcast. Yeah, Rod. can I just say one one thing real quick? I know this is like Rod Beard was amazing, guys. I had major technical difficulties. I talked to Ku about this, getting that episode recorded, and he went out of his way to make sure it got recorded. So, one, go listen, just because it's it, it was really good content, and Rod's amazing. But like, go follow Rod, and and he, it was incredible. I was overwhelmed, like with appreciation of him going out of his way to make sure that episode got recorded. I just wanted to plug that. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're fine. Absolutely, Rod is a very cool guy, very helpful dude. He's been helping me for years. Uh, he's he's literally is a very down to earth guy. Rod's amazing. I remember he was the first person to hit me up when I first started my YouTube, my very first YouTube video. I remember he commented on it in like a long, like two paragraph thing talking about how, oh, my future's bright and keep going, blah, blah. And that was back when I was like 18, 17 years old. And now I'm 23. And like he, he's been incredibly helpful for me. So yeah, definitely go check out the episode. And Rod is the best. Go follow him. Um, and everything Bryce does at Moore City Hoops. Make sure you follow them too. But anyways, basically what I was saying is that me and you've talked about this a lot as well, Bryce, that, you know, if a team wants to like throw everything they have plus more, then obviously like... Like if, if basically what you said, it's going to eventually get to a point where it makes no sense for the other team to do until when you meet the price the Pistons have for it, which is why this is that's why I've speculated that was the entire time that Troy Rivers is waiting to see if there's a, a dumb enough GM out there to make it to where like it's just overwhelmingly bad. And I believe I reported that like multiple weeks ago uh, with my with uh, my report that Craig Cunningham was the overwhelming favorite, barring a Godfather offer, and obviously. No team is willing to meet that Godfather offer. And I think Troy River basically knew that. Uh, and he was, really likes Kay Cunningham, according to a report last week. But like you said, good GMs will keep that door open in case a team is actually stupid enough to give up that Godfather offer. Because we've seen it in the past. We've seen GMs do incredibly stupid moves before or give up the bank for something and, not, and blow up in their face. So I, I like what he did. Um, there is one question I want to ask you before we get to the ad break. This is something I've actually been thinking to myself. Uh because even though the whole, you know, you want to keep it open, you want to make sure you're keeping all the avenues open and just in case a team gets stupid enough to do it, this is something I actually want to ask you. So let's say we're having like an all-time draft. Every every player 
every player actually no i take that back let's say michael jordan was in this draft like legit you know michael jordan michael okay. jordan's in this draft at 18 years old is there a price is are we doing do you think a gm's doing all this well we don't know who we're gonna pick or is my are they like coming out and be like listen we're taking michael jordan like what do you think it changes at a certain point like if my oh, MJ yeah, was yeah. in this class yeah, I think so. I mean, because cause that's where the that's where it keeps it interesting. Because as as confident as we are in Cade Cunningham and what we think he's going to be, there's still an unknown, right? So that's where like you would trade the number one pick for certain things because at a certain point the the there's still a risk with Cade Cunningham. So if you can get somebody who there's less risk, you, you know, you you eventually it, it weighs itself out. So if you know it's Michael Jordan, he's going to become what he comes, then yeah, like you're just like, no, we're not, I'm not wasting my time. Or LeBron James, or, you know, there's, there's lots of players that, that would fall into that. Um, so that's what like just leaves a little bit of the door open is the fact that there is, I don't think it's much, but there's a chance that Cade just becomes a, a, a solid NBA starter and not the face of the franchise. Like I, I think we're foolish to think there's 0% chance of that happening. There's obviously a chance. Yeah, I was just, it was like a fun little thing I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, you know, because everyone was talking about it. I was like, yeah, this is the smart thing for a GM to do. Then I just thought by my head, like, well, what if Michael Jordan was available? <laughs> like, are we, are we still doing this whole, or we want to keep all the options available? Because, like, it's Michael freaking Jordan. You, hey, like, for, for me, MJ's the GOAT again. I think I've talked about how, like, in my context of how the GOAT conversation goes. So you can't trade me anything for Michael Jordan. If I can have Michael Jordan – that's it, and I'll figure out the rest. Me, you, Hal, and I don't know somebody else can <laughs> can join Michael Jordan. We're gonna go win a ch- uh, ship. <laughs> Basically, I feel it. I feel it. Um, we'll talk about the whole interview with Cade even more when we come back. And also, I'm gonna be available for. I'm gonna also be in Jalen Green's uh, Jalen Green's interview tomorrow with the press, so I'll be able to ask, maybe possibly ask a question, but also get some quote outs quotes out to you guys quickly about that. Um, but before we get into all that, the heat's really getting to me. I think you guys can tell it's really getting to me. <laughs> um, let me tell you about one of you guys' favorite sponsor, not your favorite sponsor, but another sponsor, Bet Online. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there's one problem I constantly ran into. There's so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's when I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL and NBA season might be over, but the MLB is still in full swing. And even if you don't want to bet on sports, you can take your adventures beyond that. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So Bryce, tomorrow, uh, actually no, when people are going to be listening to this, Jalen Green will be doing his interview with the uh, with the media. I saw another report out there that said Jalen Green really wants to go number one. Obviously, who doesn't want to go number one? Um, but apparently, he has a workout that he's doing, and then he also is flying back out to Detroit for um, I don't want to say say incorrectly, but basically another uh, interview, I guess. Uh, that he he personally just really wants to try to go number one. Uh, do you put any stock into that at all, or is it just like normal? You know, obviously a player would like to go number one overall pick. He's going to do what he can to try and make that happen. Yeah, I mean, my thing is I don't think he's getting selected number one no matter what because even if we trade the pick, doesn't that stuff happen after the fact? So, like, the Pistons would draft Cade Cunningham with the understanding they're going to trade him afterwards. So, 
I mean, well, and even if we traded it before, the Rockets are trading up to draft Cade. So I, I just don't. There's no yeah. way that 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 you know Draylen Green's going to go number one, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, to go number if he goes number two in this draft, that honestly is going to end up being a surprise to me because I've spent the last two months with the understanding that Evan Mobley was probably going to go number two and was the second best prospect in this draft. And so um, even though I think uh, I've said before, I think the way it falls green and Houston and Mobley and Cleveland probably makes more sense. But I do think it's interesting that Jalen green is only working out or interviewing or meeting with Detroit and Houston. I, I know there was a report that supposedly he had got a guarantee and it looks more and more like that guarantee was from the Rockets. Yeah, I, I don't take too much into it as well. It, obviously, it honestly doesn't make much sense because, like you said, if he if he were to go to the Pistons, he's not going there number one. And like, I don't, don't see any kind of route possible where he could go number one because no matter what, he's going to be selected to due to the trades, like you just said. So, um, I, I hate to burst this bubble, but it's just I'm sorry, Jalen, you're just not going to go number one. It is what it is. I'm sorry, sorry to burst the bubble though. Um, this is another thing I wanted to ask you though, Bryce, before we wrap up the podcast. Um, like we said earlier, Cade mentioned a bunch of things he liked about Detroit already. Um, and we talked about that already earlier in the podcast. But let me read this quote to you real quick. He says, um, Omari was the one who asked this. He said, if I could follow up, what Detroit music have you been listening to? He says, I listen to a bunch of it. It's a bunch of different sides out there. I'm for the city. I don't say too many names, but they got a bunch of guys. 42 Doug, Babyface Ray. And then uh, he goes on to say The Temptations. Let me take it back a little bit. There's a bunch of dudes out there, Sada Baby. And then he says something about, I got to pull my phone up, man. Got to pull my phone up and get some more. They got some artists out there I like that I like for sure. Uh, Bryce, do you know any of these artists? Have you ever heard of any of these guys? Do you know of them? Uh, the Temptations. <laughs> there you go. That, that's, <laughs> if, you, if you said you didn't know The Temptations, I might have had to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sh- sh- I mean, you know how old I am. So does it surprise you that I don't know some of these others? That's why I wanted to ask. I thought it would be funny to ask you if you even yeah, knew yeah. what he was talking about when he said this. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If you ask me to name I, – I could name you very few musicians in the entire country. I mean, I listen to the radio, but in general, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to Locked On. I'm listening to uh, the Detroit Bad Boys podcast, You know, other podcasts, NBA Draft podcasts, uh, NFL podcasts. So I don't listen to a ton of music. Um, so – I, I it's it's not just Detroit. I couldn't tell you very many musicians in general. Okay, like, so the, you the don't other know. day, who dropped? Was it who? Oh my! I'm, this is gonna be bad. Who dropped a new album the other day? You were about to say his name. Go ahead and say it. Con, Kanye, right? He. I don't believe. To be honest, I don't think he dropped it yet. I think what happened was that some of it got leaked out or something, or people have been rumoring about it. But I don't okay. think it's officially dropped yet. So, like, I was so lost. Like, people were tweeting out bars from it and stuff and i was like i have no clue what was going on so i was lost so i'm not i'm not a big kanye i'm not a big kanye guy anymore so i i'm not really keeping up with this as well uh i know he has a uh, not pocket album dropping soon Uh, i don't believe it's dropped yet it could have dropped i just don't know i don't plan on listening to it but it's definitely coming to and that was what was going crazy. I did grow up days. on Eminem. Does that count? Yeah, Eminem counts. I like okay. Eminem. He's, he's, he's so that, so that was like yeah, and then the movie Eight Mile and and all. So like I I grew up on that. That was that was kind of my time whenever he was really really popular. So 
Well, real quick, uh, I know people don't like it when we talk about this, but uh, I don't care. Anyways, uh, did you know that Eminem is not actually from Detroit? Like he was so, okay, right so, here. Okay, so that's why I never brought it up because I wasn't real sure like whether Detroit really claimed him or, you know, whatever. So I never really said much about it because I was like, am I going to say it? And people are going to be like, no, no, Eminem's not Detroit. So I, I wasn't sure. I mean, he definitely represents, and I won't say, actually, no, I won't say that. He definitely, he grew up here. Like, he was just born somewhere else and grew up here. So he definitely can claim Detroit, and he definitely reps it really good. And everyone everyone messes with Eminem. But I, there is a section of Detroit and definitely some fans that feel like uh, there's people better in Detroit that's better than Eminem, and they don't like that uh, Eminem is the one that represents Detroit. But that's a whole other story. I got uh, you. I got day. you. Uh, the reason why I bring this up, though, is that, okay, so you've never heard of Sada Baby at all? No. Okay, so this will be a surprise to you then. Uh, Sada Baby is a Detroit rapper, and he absolutely hates Killian Hayes. I don't know if you've seen why? that. What? You, I okay, yeah, yeah. So let's just talk about this real quick. I don't, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen this on Twitter because it was actually I guess, talked about yesterday. Well, I saw people like kind of not liking that Cade brought up Sada Baby, but I didn't understand the whole thing. Again, I'm so far out of this the musical aspect of it. I just figured I, you know, it was something over my head that I wasn't, you know, so I hadn't so, seen this with Killian. So what happens, so let me give you the rundown of what happened. So Sada Baby is a Detroit rapper. For all you guys listening as well, if you guys don't know who Sada Baby is, he is a Detroit rapper. Um, I don't personally like his music that much at all, uh, but I, I understand a lot of people do. But anyways, um, he last year he made some comments on Instagram suggesting that he did not like Killian Hayes at all. Um, it wasn't confirmed or anything. Like he didn't come straight out and say Killian's name, I don't believe, at that point yet. Like he didn't make it clear as day that he thinks Killian sucks and he hates him. But it, it was like there was a lot of like comments and stuff that was suggesting he hated Killian Hayes. So then a few days ago, um, the Everything Pistons podcast posted something on their Instagram. And someone commented and said, Killian sucks, I'm sorry. Sada Baby then commented under that with a laughing face and fire. So then <laughs> so then someone, one of the Pistons fans tweeted him and said, Scuba Baby hates Killian. He acting like Killian took his girl or something. So then... You go to the next tweet. Sada Baby quotes this tweet and says, Kill Killian couldn't take ketchup packet from McDonald's, let alone my bleep. That boy is bleep. He can't take a charge. He can't take over the game. He can't take the Pistons nowhere. So he does not like <laughs> Killian Hayes at all. So then you keep going. If you keep it going, someone else says, Killian proves the Pistons plus minus with ball movement at 19 years old. You're talking about a child scub. Never played in the U.S. until now. Don't flip the script once, dog. Start snapping with Cade next to him. Sada Baby then goes on to say, I'm talking about uh, Bleep, who was on nobody's draft board but ours. We passed up Halliburton, Obi Toppin, and Cole Anthony. We could have took, took Sadiq with that first pick because he and Stewart had the better rookie seasons than Killian. So uh, it's, he's been going off about Killian Hayes on, this, on, this, on his Twitter. He very much hates Killian Hayes, which is kind of awkward. I think that's extremely awkward because I think like Sada Baby is one of the most popular ones in Detroit. And it's like, so if you play for the Pistons and Sada Baby for real, for real, like don't mess with you like that. And like openly telling you like he thinks you're trash. It's like, uh, it's, it's kind of, I think it's kind of awkward. <laughs> that That's interesting. I mean, 
not that obviously I don't agree with Sada Baby, but it's, I mean, it sounds like he watches a little bit and like pays attention to stuff. Like he's naming off Halliburton, you know, guys that got drafted after him. Like, I don't agree with it. Like, I don't think Obi Toppin was just phenomenal this year in New York, but I mean, I respect that he, you know, he obviously was watching the games and stuff. So, um, I don't know that, that, that stuff, it, it is kind of interesting to me, those beef from like people in, you know, I guess celebrities or whatever. And, you know, you, you have to imagine they run into each other somewhere in their yeah, lifestyles, so. you know? Now, see, the thing is, uh, the thing is that's kind of interesting to me as well, is that someone said that he's super cool with Josh Jackson, who Josh Jackson's also a Detroit kid. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's like, sure. so it's like, uh, <laughs> so, so Josh is really cool with Sada baby. Sada baby hates Killian and Killian and Josh are teammates. So like, if Josh that- Jackson gets traded, we all know why. Hey, who knows? (laughs) Like, it's I'm for real, bro. This is awkward. So then, like, someone ended up tweeting at him. I want to call, but we can't give up on dog uh, off of one season. He's still gonna grow. This man, this man's a perfect partner for K. They're gonna flourish. So this is like a this was like a big like like achievement by Pistons Twitter. Everyone's freaking out. Tyler Baby says, "I'm gonna take your word. I have no more killing slander until he proves a point, good or bad, with like a little." Uh, crossing fingers thing so he has agreed okay let's go stop he has agreed to stop the killing hate at least for this season until he proves whether he's actually trash or good hey so what's the over under that killing hate slander is in his next album i i I would bet the the line on that hard yes the hard whatever whatever would be yes i I would bet the another bet for you and duncan smith Legit, actually, you, we should bring that up to him after we record the, after we finish the podcast. All right, let's tweet. Let's. I want to. Can we tweet at him and find out if we can get a bet on that? Yeah, go ahead. We can get that going. Okay. But but yeah, I th- I just thought that's why I wanted to end the podcast because that legit is like kind of it's kind of awkward for real because Sada Baby, I know he has been at a few pissing games before, and the crazy thing is, is that he also says something bad about Drummond on Twitter too. But I'm pretty sure I saw him and Drummond hanging out at pissing games before, so I don't get like what happened there. But either way, uh, Sada Baby is like he does know about the Pistons. He does watch them every now and then. I have seen him at games, so I have to assume it's like, like you have to assume Killing Hayes knows this. Like, there's no way Killing just doesn't know this. And it's like, damn, I come over from France or and and, and show up in Detroit. I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm trying to mess with Detroit. I'm trying to rep Detroit. And one of like their biggest artists is it's on Twitter actively saying I suck. So it's That's... like, damn. <laughs> It's it's crazy, man. It's it, it that that's funny though. That like you say, because like yep. I said, you you know they inter, there's some sort of interaction in their lifestyle somewhere, you know, with with guys at that level. So definitely, if, and if you don't, if you want to go check it out yourself, is uh, at a scuba baby. If you want to go look what he's saying about him, um, but yeah, that's basically all we got for today. I just want to end end the podcast on, on a, a lighthearted, fun note. Bryce, thank you for coming on here today, man. We were able to wrap the podcast up a little faster than we usually do because. I'm currently over here sweating bullets, but I, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, man. I, I told Koo that I would keep it a little lighter today and then uh, keep my long-winded responses down. Um, real quick, please go check out Motor City Hoops. Again, I had Koo on a couple episodes ago, two episodes ago, had Rod Beard on. I have um, Mark Schindler and Matt Derry coming up in the next couple episodes. And check out good the pulls, Detroit Bad Good pulls. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Detroit Bad Boys exit interviews. We're getting right into the heart of the roster. Isaiah Stewart dropped yesterday. Um, so Grant, Hayes, those guys should be coming out soon. Make sure you're checking those out. Definitely. Make sure you guys go follow that on Twitter. Go follow Bryce's uh, Motor City Hoops account on Twitter at Motor City Hoops. Check out his podcast. As Congrats on 4.5K, Koo. 4.5K, let's go. 
Yep, man. Thank you. I'm trying to get to 5K by the end of the year. Hopefully, yes, I can sir. Yes, sir. I've Big been moving time. pretty fast. Yeah, man. I've been moving pretty fast on Twitter as of late. So maybe I can get to 5K like next two months or so. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry if like the if I sounded tired, but for real, it's literally burning in here. I'm trying to make it through, but I appreciate you guys listening. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. And until then, peace out, everybody. Have a great day.